Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The James Wilson Show. My name is James Wilson, and today we will be discussing President Donald Trump's comments on disinfectant. We'll also be getting to Nancy Pelosi's endorsement of Democratic candidate and presumptive nominee Joe Biden. Stay tuned. You're listening to The James Wilson Show. All right, so we do have a bit of a shorter episode today, but we will be covering a bunch of topics in depth. But before we get into it, just another reminder that my website is coming soon. It will have my podcast, and additionally, along with that, it will have website articles that I have written and many other features such as a place where you can write questions that I actually answer on the show. So very excited stuff. I'm I'm very excited to... Um, set this up and get it ready and I hope you are excited to start using it once it's up so I'll keep you updated on that again as always so the first big topic that I want to talk about today is Trump's comments on disinfectant now this has been somewhat controversial among conservatives and liberals and what Trump actually said about disinfectant so if you have not heard Earlier last week, actually later in the week of last week, um, around April 23rd, April 24th, was a time when President Donald Trump talked about using disinfectant and UV light, powerful light, you know, sources of light and heat to kill the coronavirus in the body. So in reference to that, he had someone come up and talk about how they're testing bleach and other you know, products that could kill the coronavirus. And as he suggested, outside the body in saliva samples, they were able to find that they could kill the coronavirus in anywhere from a minute to 30 seconds, which is pretty big. So then Donald Trump came up and gave these comments, and I'll quote him on this. He said, quote, So I asked Bill a question some of you are thinking of if you're into that world, which I find to be pretty interesting. So supposing we hit the body with a tremendous force, whether it's ultraviolet or whether it's just powerful light. And think you said, that hasn't been checked, but you're going to test it. And then I said, supposing it brought the light inside the body, which you can either do either through the skin or some other way. And I think you said you're going to test that too. Sounds interesting. And then I see the disinfectant where it knocks it out in one minute. And is there a way you can do something like that by injection instead? Inside or or almost a cleaning. Because you see, it gets in the lungs and it does a tremendous number on the lungs. So it'll be interesting to check that. So we're going to have to use medical doctors, but it sounds interesting to me. So we'll see. But the whole concept of the light and the way it goes in one minute, that's pretty powerful. So after, you know, Bill sat down, he was a lab, he worked in the lab and was actually one of the specialists working on testing this, gave comments about how UV light and how these disinfectants and common disinfectants could kill the coronavirus in, you know, about a minute, anywhere from a minute and a half to 30 seconds. Now that's pretty impressive. And now imagine if you could do that inside the body. Now this is, you know, somewhat hypothetical talk. And again, I'm not suggesting that you inject yourself with Lysol, but imagine if we could take the technology, imagine if we could take the chemicals that can kill the coronavirus in 30 seconds And imagine if we could find a safe way to get that into the body. 
And that is exactly what medical doctors are testing. Now, again, let's go back to what Trump has referred this of. He, ex- he, he referred to it as a concept. He said, so you're going to have to use medical doctors, but it sounds interesting to me. Now, of course, that sounds interesting. If we were able to apply these chemicals and technology to the inside of the body, imagine how much further we could advance our medical technology. And that is something that has really come into play during the coronavirus, during a time when you have a disease that's, you know, that can kill people, and then you have something that can kill that disease in 30 seconds outside the body. And that's something that we should look into as this is a global pandemic affecting not only the public health around the world, but it's also affecting the world economy and the United States economy in a very dramatic, awful way. People are losing their jobs. Unemployment is very high right now. All things that we need to be focused on. So again, Trump is not suggesting that people go to their houses and inject themselves with Lysol. There's a common misconception that he's even talking about Lysol. You know, he never actually said that. He talked about disinfectants. And what the person before him in the press conference said is that they were able to find that these things were actually, you know, really good and that they were going to be testing inside of the body. Now, this is something that medical experts are going to be testing. Again, Trump made clear that it's a good concept that we're going to use medical doctors and it's still being tested. He said, he said, that hasn't been checked out, but you're going to test it. And I quote him on that. He says, it hasn't been checked out yet, but they're going to test it as they've already tested it outside of the body with saliva samples. And that is something he's, he's not suggesting that we just do this at their home. What he is suggesting in a daily coronavirus update that he is giving, he's giving information about what doctors are looking into, what special experts are looking into, and how they can improve public health and the coronavirus and this pandemic in the future. He's not suggesting at this very moment, at least, what you should be doing. You should go home and you should do this. It's simply information for Americans. So the media and Democrats especially have been all over this. And you know, it, some of it seems somewhat controversial, but that's more when you take it out of context. So this is where we start to get into, again, the unfair media coverage. We look at CNN, we look at MSNBC, and all of these other news coverages that aren't giving this raw information. Again, on this show, I read the entire transcript of what he actually said, including the words that he said, it hasn't been checked out, but we're going to test it. He talks about how it's being a concept, it's a cool concept, a concept, not something that we should be doing again. And then he also says that we're going to be using medical doctors. When you take that all out of context, when you string, uh, you know, cut up and put together certain sentences, you can make it sound like Trump said that we should be injecting Lysol, which is absolutely what he didn't, that, that's absolutely what he didn't say. So that's where we start to see the unfair media coverage. You look at headlines suggesting that Trump says we all need to inject ourselves with Lysol. Is, you know, again, is this not something we should look at? Of course, we shouldn't be injecting Lysol into ourselves. But it's something, it's a medical technology that could prove to be, you know, very useful in the future. Now, again, this is all hypothetical now. We're not at that point in, you know, medical technology at this point. So, 
the reason why Americans, the media, Democrats are all suggesting that this is very controversial. The only way, the only reason why this statement is controversial is because it's the way that the media is portraying this. Portraying it like Trump is suggesting all the medical things that you should be doing in your house, even when they're still being tested on when he says that. When you take out the part in your articles and your videos that Trump's saying that this is being tested and it's something that we're looking into, that changes the entire meaning of that. Again, this is only controversial when you take pieces of this out of context and then you change the headline to, f to reflect something that Trump didn't say. And that's what Americans will be seeing. Now, it's funny enough to mention the same people who don't you want you to watch the Trump press briefings for example, CNN does not air these briefings live, are the same people who want you to rely on what they are covering. And what they are covering is not always a full picture of what is actually happening. So the same people, the same people who do not want you to watch the briefings are also the same, you know, media sources. And, you know, there's some people out there as well who have manipulated what Trump is saying to make it seem dangerous or false. And can be, you know, false information to Americans. So Dr. Burks actually spoke out against this, and she said, I think the media is very slicey and dicey about how they put sentences together in order to create headlines. You know for millennials and other studies that some people may only read the headlines. If there's not a graphic, they're not going to look any further than that. Now she does make some good points about this, that not everyone reads the article. So even when you have a headline that suggests Trump Trump says we need to inject ourselves with Lysol, you know, that leaves a lasting effect on many people. They might not read the full transcript like I have read. They may not watch the video. So you really have to be careful about what your headlines are actually saying. And that can be that can be devastating to what Americans see as the message coming from the White House when it could be deeply manipulated by the media. So Nancy Pelosi actually spoke up about injecting Lysol into your lungs and Republicans in general. So here's what she had to say. Speaking of Mitch, what's gotten into him? Well, it's an indication. The president is asking people to inject Lysol into their lungs. And Mitch is saying that um, uh, states should go bankrupt. It's a clear, visible, within 24 hours, of how the Republicans reject science and reject governance. If you don't believe in science, and you don't believe in governance, that's their approach. And we do not. We don't want any more government that we need, but we know that governance has a role. And we know that science has a role. And without science in our decision-making, uh, we are not going to be on a very successful path. So interesting, you know, ideas to for Nancy Pelosi to actually state. Seems like we've been talking a lot about Nancy Pelosi on the show just because she has so much to say. And it happens to be very controversial and anti-conservative. So let's talk about a couple of the things she mentioned. So first of all, she said that Trump suggested that we need to inject Lysol into our lungs. I've already talked about it, so I'm not going to talk about it again. That's obviously not what Trump is suggesting through this all. And I won't get into it more. You can go and listen to the last 10 minutes of me talking about this. But first of all, to claim that someone says that is disrespectful. And, you know, to lie about it only promotes a false narrative that Americans are going to see and many are going to believe. You know, many people don't even trust politicians anymore. 
So, you know, when you look at that, you know, the people who will believe will have a false idea of what Trump's actually saying, which is very damaging to our democracy and to the public health, you know, ideas and precautions that we should be taking. But anyway, I do want to talk about a couple of things that she talked about. The first being saying that Republicans are not the party of science, that they're the party of science, and that puts them ahead during the coronavirus. So let's talk about abortion, for example, killing babies in the womb. Is that, you know, not supported by science? Through science, we see that these babies can feel pain even in the womb, that they have a heartbeat. And then you've got many Democrats, including the Virginia governor, who want to allow abortion up until birth. Now, that is not a science-like opinion. Now, a common argument that Democrats might bring up against conservatives is climate change. Now, I won't get into the full argument of climate change, but a simple a simple idea just is the fact that we don't even make up the majority of pollution. Regardless of what you think about climate change, if we were to reach net zero carbon emissions by 2030, like many of these Democrats are suggesting, we would still have 75% of the pollution produced by the world because of China and because of India, who are not going to change. We're not going to change their pollution habits especially China, when you look at their communist regime and dictatorship. I mean, we've talked about the coronavirus for so long, how they've been lying and giving us false numbers. The numbers are actually a lot higher than that than they've been reporting. And now we expect them to cut all their pollution, and that pollution does come at a cost because, well, regardless of what you believe and what that does to the environment— It does have economic impacts, such as not being able to use fossil fuels and other types of energy that really run our nation, run 90% of our nation at this point, and eliminating that in 10 years would ruin our economy. So there's multiple ways that we have to look at this, and by ruining our own economy and not making that much of a difference, that's, that's just one simple argument towards why we need to reconsider, you know, the Green New Deal why the Green New Deal is not good and why, you know, regardless of what you believe on climate change, you know, what the Green New Deal will do will make a huge economic difference in this country, but it won't make a difference on what the Green New Deal is actually trying to address. Now that, you know, the arguments go a little deeper than that, but just that simple argument is not anti-science. It's trying to realize what the goal of these proposals are and if they'll actually achieve them and what the side effects of them will be. So you talk about abortion, you talk about science. That is not, that is not, Democrats do not lean towards science on this at all. You know, at conception, a baby has its own unique DNA. Is that, that's something we know through science. So Democrats cannot claim on issues such as these that they're the party of science. And on issues such as climate change, the argument is not as simple as we need to eliminate all, you know, pollution or you're a climate denier. You know, that does not make any sense. And that's not a science argument. So that is the first you know, thing that Nancy Pelosi says, I've talked about this on the show before, that's what really irritates me about calling Democrats the party of science and Republicans not. It really does not make any sense, and it doesn't help anyone, because the truth is, when you look at issues such as abortion, that, you know, in many cases, the opposite is actually true. The second thing she says is that Mitch McConnell doesn't care if states go bankrupt. However, what is the issue we are addressing today? We're talking, conservatives and Republicans are talking about bringing 
bringing Americans back to work. And that is something that Democrats oppose because they believe that public health should come first. However, the same people who say we can't reopen the economy are also the same people, Nancy Pelosi, telling other conservatives that they don't know what bankruptcy means and how they don't care enough about that. Well, bankruptcy of businesses and bankruptcy, you know, of the economy is something that will affect us for a long time and needs to be considered. So, you know, holding that double standard, again, doesn't really make that much sense. And we've already talked about Lysol, so just in a one-minute snippet, Nancy Pelosi had a lot of controversial things to say, being the party of science, you know, states going bankrupt, and injecting Lysol into your lungs. So going back to these Lysol comments, if you actually read the transcript and look at the video, what Trump is actually trying to say is different than what the media is trying to portray. You know, so you really need to look at that and just by creating a headline that creates a false image, an idea of what's going on in the White House and what's going on on the coronavirus task force can dramatically impact the way Americans think. And Trump is not at fault for this. It's the media who are misinterpreting him and putting that out for people to read and to see. So the last thing we have to talk about, we will talk about today, we don't have to talk about it, but the last thing we will talk about today is Nancy Pelosi endorsing President, no, not President Donald Trump, endorsing uh, candidate Joe Biden. Now, is this really a surprise? No, not really. You know, of course, Nancy Pelosi is a Democrat. Joe Biden is a Democrat. It makes clear sense. Would this endorsement really make a difference? No, lots of people have their minds made up already. You either don't like Trump and will vote Democrat no matter what. You like Trump and you'll vote for him, whatever. But you've do got that independent, moderate voters who may be able to swing. Now, we won't talk about some of the allegations, Tara Reid, against Joe Biden. We won't talk about that in that episode. But that is one thing to bring up with Nancy Pelosi's endorsement. But today, for the sake of this episode, we're going to play her endorsement you know, video, and then talk about some of the things that she has to say. Today, I am proud to endorse Joe Biden for President of the United States because he will be an extraordinary president. He knows how to get the job done. When our nation faced the Great Recession, it was Joe Biden who led the implementation and the accountability of the Recovery Act. Hang on, let's pause there for a second. So, Nancy Pelosi is saying that that, you know, during the recession that we were in, Joe Biden was was helping to lead us out of that. However, because of the coronavirus, it has a lot of relevance actually right now. So let's go back and look at that. The Democrats are the ones who are proposing that we stay shut down forever and we continue to give cash payments. Donald Trump, conservatives and Republicans, you know, all of these, you know, the right side of the aisle are suggesting that we reopen the economy to try to bring back an economic recovery. And that is not something that Joe Biden would be doing. He was, you know, he went back and forth on the travel bans. He, d- he doesn't really know what to think about the coronavirus. And lining up with his ideology, we would be, we would stay shut down, which is actually what Nancy Pelosi wants. And when that happens, you will not see an economic recovery. You'll see an economic depression. So that is something important to talk about. So continuing. Helping create and save millions of jobs. Hang on, we'll pause there again, saying that he helps create and save millions of jobs. Well, before this whole coronavirus pandemic happened, what was Trump's presidency like? The lowest unemployment rate ever. 
The economy was booming. The Dow Jones Industrial Average was almost at $30,000, way bigger than President Obama or Joe Biden were ever able to make it. So if Nancy Pelosi wants to suggest that Joe Biden will bring back jobs and do great in the face of an economic recession or depression, this is all some stuff that Trump has already proven himself in already. So these are not reasons why we should vote for Joe Biden. These are reasons that we're seeing from years of Donald Trump, and we're seeing these these events and actions happen rapidly in a really good, strong pace that many Republicans, conservatives, and liberals all agree is good for the economy. Anyway, continuing. Congress was passing the Affordable Care Act. Joe Biden was a partner for progress in the White House and also championed the cancer moonshot. When the Trump administration launched its campaign to destroy every last benefit and protection of the ACA, Joe Biden has been with us every step of the way to protect Americans' quality, affordable health care. And as we face coronavirus, Joe has been a voice of reason and resilience with a clear path to lead us out of this crisis. Hang on, let's pause there again. Going back to Joe's comments, you know, in early February. So Donald Trump enacted a travel ban from China that, you know, quite possibly could have saved hundreds of lives, if not thousands of lives. We don't know, obviously, because, you know, we can't go back in time and try a different solution. But Joe Biden was against that. Nancy Pelosi called it racist and Joe Biden called it xenophobic. Looking back, after three months later, Joe Biden says he was with Donald Trump on that and how he agrees with the travel ban to China. So he's changing his opinions. So he's not, he doesn't have a clear path to lead us out of this crisis if he keeps changing his opinions on what should be done throughout this crisis. What Donald Trump has shown us is that he's willing to lead from day one. Again, the World Health Organization said there's no evidence of human-to-human transmission on January 15th. That's, you know, that's 16 days before Trump enacted a travel ban to China. So if anything, Trump has been the one to show us leadership through a crisis, not Joe Biden. Together, Joe and Jill Biden have taken their experience as a Blue Star family to help ensure that service members, military families, and veterans have their service respected, the support that they need, and the benefits they have earned. I want to tell you about the Joe Biden I've seen with the parents of victims of gun violence, listening and offering them the empathy, grace, and courage that he can give as someone with a terrible understanding of a father who has lost children of his own. I want to tell you about the Joe Biden I've seen working behind the scenes, hammering out solutions for the American people, a leader with the humility to seek expertise in science and the confidence to act upon it. And I've seen the pride that Joe took in President Obama and the deep respect that President Obama has for him. Joe Biden brings values and integrity to work every day because he never forgets his roots. Joe Biden connects with the struggles facing working families. As a child, his father was laid off and his family was plunged into uncertainty. And that is why for Joe, the families around the kitchen table who don't know how they're going to pay the bills, afford the health care of a loved one, or care for their children and seniors, those families always come first. Elections are about the future. Now more than ever, we need a forward-looking, battle-tested leader who will fight for the people. 
Hang on. So let's talk about that for a second. We need a leader who will fight for the people. What not a better leader than one who before this whole pandemic, which was would have destroyed any presidency, what, what better way to fight for the people than to create more jobs than ever, to help small businesses and businesses more than ever, to help provide money and Ameri- money for, for Americans around the United States today? What better way than to help the economy so people can get a job and to support their family? A battle-tested leader, Donald Trump has shown us through this crisis, much more than Joe Biden, of course, that he's willing to lead with leadership and not politics. So, continuing. A president with the values, experience, and the strategic thinking to bring our nation together and build a better, fairer world for our children. For these and other reasons, I'm proud to endorse Joe Biden for president, a leader who is the personification of hope and courage, values, authenticity, and integrity. With so much at stake, we need the enthusiasm, invigoration, and participation of all Americans, up and down the ballot and across the country. With a Democratic majority in the House and Senate, we will deliver bold progress for the people when we have President Joe Biden in the White House. So please join me in supporting Joe and help move America forward. So a lot to talk about there with Nancy Pelosi again. Lots of interesting arguments for Joe Biden when you actually look and compare Joe Biden to Donald Trump. Donald Trump, actually, to use his last name, trumps Joe Biden on lots of these topics that Nancy Pelosi brings up. Leadership during a crisis. To lead with science. Going back to that abortion argument. You don't have to be a climate denier. You know, there's these all these topics that really help us understand that conservatives are not anti-science. And by supporting abortion, that's not that's not pro-science, that's anti-science. By taking all the scientific data that proves that that baby's alive and still being willing to kill it at will. You know, many extreme policies around there. So you start to see that the arguments that Nancy, Pelosi's are, Nancy Pelosi is using looks a lot better for Donald Trump than it actually does for Joe Biden. So interesting to see how that all plays out during the next election. In my opinion, it will be an easy victory for President Donald Trump just because of what the economy was looking like, the jobs he created before before this whole pandemic, which obviously won't last forever. And when Democrats start to realize that Joe Biden is falling apart, you know, obviously... I played many clips of Joe Biden losing it on screen interviews, not being able to string a sentence together. That will become more and more clear before November, and that's something that will really play into voters' minds. So that's it for this episode of The James Wilson Show. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll talk to you next time.